Hello, welcome to the Service MVP Podcast. My name is Joe Crisera, America's Service Sales Coach. Today's episode is going to be a learning lesson, and it's going to be called How to Qualify Your Leads to Put Yourself in the Right Position to Succeed. My friend Rick Picard, who is a $12 million salesperson from Boston, Massachusetts, has sold that much for the last five years straight. And when I first met him in 2004, he grew immediately from a $1.8 million salesperson to a 4.3. He went from 4.3 to 6 million, and he's never been under 6 million since 2007. So listen, learn, and uh, be ready to take notes. You're going to want to hear some of these golden nuggets that Rick will give us. Welcome, Welcome to the Service MVP Podcast. This is where you go to learn how to use pure motive service to create higher value to grow your results. Grow your results. And now, here is your host, America's service sales coach, Joe Crisera. All right. So, Rick, why don't you tell me a little bit about some of the most important things in terms of qualifying calls. Let's talk about how to qualify calls the right way uh, that you like to see it done in today's world when you have a uh, opportunity coordinator. So the idea is to create a conversation, not just to collect data. You were starting with that. Could you explain a little bit more on that? Yeah, that's what the thing. I think the best thing about uh, a grading system, you know, right now we have a, a, an opportunity manager who's been working with me for quite a while, and she has a lot of experience, and so she really knows what I'm looking for. But, you know, she's going out on maternity leave soon as she's training a new person. And what I've noticed is it helps the new person understand that she's just not here to, to gather name and phone number and, and address. She's really trying to gather information that's going to help us prioritize the, uh, the, cust- the customers that have a more important need uh, than someone who doesn't. You know, almost like the, the, the nurse in the, in the, in the emergency room, she, when, customers, when, when, when clients come in or patients come in, they evaluate the need that they have so she can make sure she matches the need to the right response, right? And this, so, goes, and, this goes, and this goes back to that pure motive service because a lot of people think qualifying is only done for you. Like it's only a, uh, a, cli- it's only a self, self, selfish thing we do. Like we're qualifying people to see what's the best opportunity for us. Uh, go ahead and go and expand on that a little bit more because like in an emergency room, uh, they don't qualify patients to see who's best for the hospital. Uh, they qualify them to see who needs the most urgent attention, correct? Right. It's obvious. So if you're going in there with a sliver, uh, you know, and then someone walks in and their arm's half falling off, they, you know, they're, they're not going to say, well, the guy with the sliver was here first. So you're going to have to go over there and possibly lead to death, right? right I mean, right. if you put it that way, I mean, that would be really bad service, right? Right. Wouldn't it? You know what I mean? You know, better service is saying, excuse me, I know you have a sliver and that's important to me, but right now I have someone who has a life or death situation here and we have to make sure we reattach his arm. You know, but that's what right. we have to do. So, you know, so it's about a better service to the customer. So when she calls up, you know, let's face it, there are some people that are in the line better than other people in the line. You know, you're, you're a planned service partner uh, member. You've been a customer for, for a long time. All right? You know, obviously that's going to gain uh, priority over somebody who's calling us because they can't get a hold of the people that they usually deal with, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, if, you look at, if you look at the different factors, so then you train somebody to listen for the different factors that are in place and even maybe even research some of those factors, 
uh, that's what we're talking about doing here. So looking at the top thing, so so looking at the different factors, urgency is is a factor, right? If people are right. looking to move forward quicker uh, and need to get something done because their mother's coming into town or that uh, they want to get this done before they go on vacation and they're leaving their kids behind or whatever it would be, there's uh, an urgent factor for some reason. So urgency is, is a key factor, correct? Right, exactly. Or, you know, uh, if a technician goes out there and they have a 20-year-old air conditioning system that we've, that we've been servicing, and now it's finally at the point where it's, it doesn't make sense to invest money in a 20-year-old system, it's time to replace it, and they have no air conditioning, uh, and, the, and the customer says, listen, I need to get this replaced. I need a quote right away. That's obviously going to take uh, uh, precedent over customers who says, yeah, well, yeah, you got the thing running. You know, I want to be uh, preventive. I don't want to wait for this thing to die to replace it. So, then, you know, I want to get a price so that when it does break, uh, I do have a, I know what it's going to cost me, or I want to get a price so I want to, re- you know, re- replace this in the off season where I'm not so busy. So, you know, that just customer doesn't demand the same level of service as somebody who has an urgent need where they have no comfort. So, yeah, urgent so one you, thing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Urgency, yep. Urgency of that. So, that urgency is really and important, then, how we gauge that. And then, number two is you're saying uh, is a relationship. That, that's not another factor. Not, it's not necessarily number two, but it is a second factor is the relationship. Is it a uh, planned service customer? Is it a. Somebody who is just a customer who's used a loyal customer who's not planned service, or is it just somebody who's a brand new customer? Uh, maybe a new customer who was referred, and maybe a new customer who was never just heard. It's just a marketed lead that came from Google or something like that, right? And so it's all those right. things. All those things are are factors as well. Planned service, uh, loyal customer, but maybe not planned service. Maybe a new client uh, who is referred. And maybe a new client who is not referred—that's just a, a marketed person. Maybe so. So having an so having an urgent lead with a planned service customer at this point starts starts to rate a little higher than an urgent need with a new customer from Google or just a marketed lead or a pay-per-click type of thing, right? Right. Exactly. So there's an asset of time. So we want to make sure that the opportunity coordinator understands that how to she's using that asset that's the the in a way that's going to provide the best service and the best use of the salesperson's time right? and, so, and we have, and also the customer's time too because right. if you if you've got the client who's more urgent you want to make sure you're in front of the people who need the uh service now more so than in front of the customers who are willing to wait for the service later exactly right yeah. so a third a third factor I looked at was uh, purchasing history or history of purchasing. So if you do have a loyal client, whether it's a planned service or just a loyal client, the frequency and the uh, history of purchasing is also a factor, I would think, too, right? If you have somebody who, like you used to tell me about clients who every year would have a different property and they would purchase uh, an air conditioning system for you for like five years straight and then compared to other people who maybe they've been a loyal client but they never purchase anything. Is that, that Oh, absolutely. That I have customers that have four or five systems in their home and uh, it seems like every year I get a call. Oh, yep, that you know they're all 25 years old, and every year I end up replacing a system, you know. So I get mm-hmm. a call. Oh yeah, Rick, we have a customer that last year went out there and you replaced the uh, master bedroom system. Well, now the main floor system is uh, isn't working, and the customer doesn't want to put any more money into it. He just wants to replace that one now as well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. obviously a super good lead, right? So we want to make sure we treat that with priority. How about the? Uh... The you know because one of the things you ask in the qualifying is would you like to be uh, set up for our special financing before he comes right. out there? Yeah, if somebody is uh, 
uh, willingness to willing, willing, I say call it willingness to finance or to get to uh, pre-qualify for financing. Uh, what does that tell you compared to some somebody who says, uh, well, no, we'll just we'll just see when he gets out here type of thing. Uh, willingness to pre-qualify for financing compared to that. What is that? What is well, that it's just a, it's like? just another it's just a, another level of commitment. I mean, if they're willing to give out the credit information and be pre-qualified credit, it just shows the seriousness of the of the buyer and the commitment of the buyer. And so, uh, yeah, so, the, so, so, so if you have a guy who's got an urgent need, who has a planned service program with the company, who has purchased a lot in the past, and also says, yeah, get me set up for the financing before you even set me up out here. If you can get me set up for that financing, that'd be great. Uh, you're looking at a pretty primo. It might be an A plus client on that. Absolutely. One. Yep. And then, and then you're looking at different grades that might bring it down a level. Maybe a uh, maybe just an A would be uh, the, the the top three without the financing, or maybe the maybe you'd leave the financing in the A, and you'd say somebody who didn't have the history of purchasing but now is willing to finance that might be an A, just an A lead. So you have to make a decision as to what would maintain A right. and B. Obviously, would probably be something where the urgency is uh, not like today necessary, but maybe in the next couple of weeks, as well as uh, maybe it's not the high history or maybe the uh, frequency and the willingness to finance, all those things. Is there anything else you guys look for in that aspect of the thing when you're grading the best calls? And do, do they actually provide you a grade, Rick, or do they just give yeah, you all we the do. Factors? Yeah, no, they do provide a grade. And, 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 you know, and the reason they do that, Joe, is, you know, let's face it, it gets certain times of the year we get really booked, and then, so when she gets a call from uh, an A-plus lead and she has to know which one to reschedule, she can look through my calls and say, oh, here's an A-plus, A, B, C, D. She's obviously going to reschedule the lowest grade. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, you know, you know, it's, it's, a lot of people just, uh, I find it unbelievable that they schedule by when people call or when, they, you know. So someone will call with an A and then they'll put them three days away because, well, these other people are already on the schedule for a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's important that the um, the opportunity coordinator can take a look at those grades uh, and be able to say, well, all right, it's easy for me to be able to make a decision about which one to be able to reschedule uh, based on the grade that we've already given the customer. Would you say that somebody could call today and uh, replace somebody on the schedule if they had a higher grade than the other person who had lower? Like somebody who's saying, yeah, I'm thinking about getting air conditioning next year. Is it okay if uh, it's okay if uh, – you come out today to do this, and if you book that call today, uh, obviously we would do things. Do you teach your people to try to influence people to say, let's come out there next year as opposed to coming out there today? How, do, how does that work? Absolutely. You know, we say to them, uh, the, first thing, the answer to the first part of that question, Joe, is every day we uh, have people uh, call in that we go there today and reschedule some, uh, you know, reschedule someone else so we can get to that opportunity sooner. And then if someone calls us, say, wait, we're thinking about doing this in the spring or the fall, we say, well, listen, you know, Rebates and credits and tax credits and financing programs all change. So, you know, we wouldn't want to come out and give you inaccurate information. We find it's best for us to come out for the time that's closest to the time that you're going to be bringing this thing to a completion. So we may make sure that our presentation and our solutions are the most accurate they can be at the time. So do you think you'd be making this decision in September or October? Mm-hmm. And then get me there okay, well, in September. Probably September. Probably September. September. All right. So would it be the beginning of September or the middle or the end of September? Which would be more convenient for you? Yeah, probably in the middle. All right. So how about around the fifteenth? Is that is that during the day, an evening, or a weekend? What's best for you? So then Let's we just go the, on that. Yeah, I get your answer. So basically, yeah. 
uh, you're finding out what people want, and then you're trying to move that date as close to as possible. What's right. The, you have to make what's, it for what's their the benefit, right? What's, what's, what's the reason why you give people for that again, Rick? It's, it's because it's, it's to their benefit. I wouldn't want to give them a, a, an estimate or, or, or provide them solutions that wouldn't be accurate come spring. I mean, the manufacturers have all kinds of different rebates and programs. The state has different rebate programs. There's all kinds of different financing programs. So if I give them something now, it's only good for 30 days anyway. All right, so I'm going to have to re-quote it again. It doesn't really make sense. So in order for me to be accurate, which therefore is providing better service to the customer, it's better service for the customer to present my presentation or my solutions to them at the closest time they are to bring the thing to a completion. And so, no. you know, now, if you just say, well, we're not coming out there until you're ready, <clears throat> then this system isn't going to work. You have yes, to understand because, the you're doing it, to the because you're doing it for a selfish reason there where you're saying, hey, I'm not going to come out there until you're ready, which means that right. my, like my time is valuable, but yours is not, as right. opposed to saying, well, here's what, here's what we like to do. We like to come out there as close to the time as possible. This way you to get the, the best rebates and the best pricing because that's the time when you're going to get the best, uh, all the benefits that are due to you. And, and by the way, the, the, the if I lock you into the price now, it's only good for 30 days anyway, and then uh, you know the prices may go up uh, before before we come out there. We wouldn't want to lie to you about the price being too low, and then uh, then all of a sudden you find it's a different price later on. That's what we don't right. want to do. Right, and then we even chain them to one more thing, Joe. We say, well, I know that you're not planning on doing this until September, October, but if there were some special rebates that were going on right now, uh, is that definitely something that you don't want to hear about? You definitely want to put this off to the fall. Yeah, or even say, I remember saying things like, so you definitely want to pay more money in the fall as opposed to getting it done now when you have some special rebates and offers that we have. Right. You know, and then, and then that, if they yeah. say, yes, you want to wait till the fall, then you can go, we would want this to be accurate, so it's going to be in the fall. Let's say, well, if you had such things going on, we would do it sooner. Will we find out when we say that? People say, well, you know what, to tell you the truth, I didn't know you would have any capacity to do it now. I thought I had to wait till the fall. I get you. Oh no, yeah, you know, we, we you know, we may even do something within within seven days, we may better have something like that taken care of. Well, if you could do it within seven days, well I'd I'd want you to come out now. Right. And this all takes training on the top part of the coordinator, which is yeah. kind of a full time job really, where somebody's really engaging. Oh, it's in these definitely things. it's definitely a full time job. And like I was saying to you earlier, Joe, I have a, a a girl now who helps me out, she's fantastic. There's no substitute for time. The more she does it, when she calls him and tells us she has an A plus lead, I believe her. When she calls right. me up and tells me she has a C lead, I believe her because she's experienced to know how to ask the right questions in order to get the right information. She's training a new girl now where, the, where this grading system is helping her understand that she's just not, as we talked about earlier, taking name, phone number, and address. She's actually part of the sales team helping us get information so we can provide the best service we can to our customer. But it's still going to be a long time before she gets to the point that uh, the, the, the regular girl is, right, because she needs experience. Exactly. And so uh... – what is it like for a salesperson uh, before? Before remember we before we taught you all this stuff, or you were you were just running raw leads. Remember back in the old right. days when I first ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Leads would come in, I go do it. How, how does that impact your sales when people are just throwing crap at the wall? I remember one time it was like a ninety-five degree day, and you and I were sent to a call about twenty miles away from where we were. Uh, and they, we, we ran out there, and you, you were speeding through the forests of uh, Rhode Island, and all of a sudden we got there, and all they wanted was a duck work or a, a register put in their basement duck. Right, that? exactly. Yeah, um, you know, listen, you know, I, I, my asset is time, right? I don't have a certain amount of time to be in front of people. So if they can help me coordinate so I'm in front of the right people at the right time, it's obviously going to have a tremendous impact on my on my success. Exactly. And has it? Would you say, would you say uh, how valuable is that part of it? 
to be able to influence that. Now, if a customer, now how about this? How about if a customer says, listen, if you don't come out there today, even though I'm not doing it till January or whatever, if you don't come out and give me a ballpark uh, this week, uh, you can forget about my business. Would you still go ahead and book the call and then uh, book it as a D lead or something like that? Just book, yeah, book, I would book still, the call probably, yeah, right? I, I, would still book, I would still book it. That's why you have a rating system with a D or an F call. And then if I had nothing else going on at that period, then I would go do that because there's a chance I can I can sway him, right? Right. Because also it's your job as a salesperson. It's your job as a salesperson to say why are you waiting? What's the reason why? Right. To try to try to use sales techniques to move the thing forward closer. Right. But the know? most important thing is I'm not going to substitute an A lead for that F lead. That's the big thing is the is, right. is to to know what an F is compared to an A or what a D is compared to an A. And be able to say, oh my God, I got a good one. Tell the guy who says he wants us out there today, or we don't get his business, that we're fine with not getting his business. <laughs> right. But you know, it, but it may end business. up. It may end up that I'm not doing anything at that time anyway. And how many times have I gone to a job where they told me they weren't going to buy where I walk up with the agreement? Yeah. How many? How many times? What would you say? Oh, that happens a lot. I have people telling me all the time. I just want to let you know I'm getting three quotes. I'm not buying today. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to me, I thought you told me you weren't buying today. <laughs> you just gave me a check for twenty grand. What happened? Yeah. I just figured who needs to look around when I found the right guy. Right. Exactly right. Sometimes when they tell us that, that I'm buying today, Joe, it's more of a defense mechanism on their part. Is, is there anything else you want to add to this so. in terms of the uh, disqualification thing? I mean, it's a short little thing, but it's good good and short, and I think that's fine. Anything else you want to add to it? I, I like what, everything you said so far. That's pretty, pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we covered it all. All right, buddy. Well, then thanks a lot, and uh, – this will help a lot of this will help a lot of people. Lots of people are asking me for this, and uh, they're sure going to appreciate your weighing in. On it. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Joe. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Service MVP podcast. Please, if you enjoy this material, go on Facebook and join our Service MVP members group, or just go to servicemvp.com and join us. You'll be happy you did. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>